Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. My name is Nate, and with me, as always, is Charles Chuckles Thompson. How's it going across the crusty, terrible Interstate 24 over there, Chuck? Hey, look, man. I mean, you said as always this time, so I feel like I'm back. Like, I'm really back this time. I know. It's your second day in a row. Yeah, two days in a row. Today, I'm not wearing a blue shirt. It's Red Shirt Friday, in case you were wondering. So, got that rocking today. And if you don't know about this, then you need to join the live group at patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty, where I get made fun of all the time for wearing a blue shirt. But you know what? That's just who I am. So, that's I, I wear blue shirts. And today, today red. Every once in a while, I'll throw in a separate color. But most of the time, it's blue. Did we ever get that? Uh, did we ever get that picture of you wearing that there blue shirt that we were supposed to get? Or no, not that. We were supposed to get a picture of your closet sometime. I don't When's know. That I, didn't come check, I didn't check out the group to see if that was posted or not. Yeah, we'll have but, to look and see. I've been but, I, I paid good money for that picture, so need to get yeah. that. That's patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. Get in there. So as Nate said, this is a Good Morning Liberty podcast where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to and that's key that little asterisk there that's very key when we want to and um you should hit that subscribe button because 96 percent of people that listen to the show hit the subscribe button don't be part of that whore percent those people are lonely and they're clearly for death and we're against death so you might as well be against death yeah we don't like those people you don't want to yeah. be one of those people at no. all don't so, be one of them so charles today is 9 11 by the way, we gotta we gotta mention it. Gotta say it. September eleventh, twenty twenty. Do you remember where were you when that whole thing happened, Charlie? You were in school, probably. I did. I used to remember until you started singing that, and now I just forgot. You forgot where you were. It's <laughs> no, because exactly the, it, the singing was so beautiful. I know where I was. I know where I were. <laughs> I were uh, younger. Yes, <laughs> it was yes. back in the day. I was actually in uh, still in middle school. I was in eighth grade. How about that? Wow. And um, I was in a science class when that happened. And uh, the science teacher wasn't too concerned. He's He didn't really flip on the TV. It wasn't until I, I got to my history and social studies class with uh, Miss Oliver, um, who Nate also had as well. Miss mm-hmm. uh, Kruger now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and we watched the whole, whole thing and, uh, it was pretty crazy. I remember her saying like, this is literally history in the making. So like, we'll talk about this for a very, very, very long time. And then right away she was like, she started asking us, who do you think could be behind this? And I kid you not, she pulled, she wrote Osama bin Laden on the, on the chalkboard. Wow. Yeah. She, she got the inside information. She. Yeah, I don't know if she was a part of it or not. I don't think so, but it sounds she, like it's a possibility. She, I think I she wrote Saddam she Hussein cool. and a couple other people too. But Osama bin Laden was up there, and I was like, "Who's that? Obama? <laughs> Obama bin Laden? He ain't <laughs> yeah. even run for president yet. <laughs> you didn't know him yet. I'm sure everyone out there, if you guys are in the live group, go ahead and tell us where you were, real quick. I same similar story, except for my teachers. My teacher I was with at that time did think it was a big deal. I was in Mr. Hook's class as a sophomore in high school. And I remember the a couple upperclassmen c- coming in, rushing in the door and saying, the, the just crashed two planes into the World Trade Center. To tell you the truth, I did not know what the World Trade Center was. I don't think I'd ever seen those buildings before in my life other than in Home Alone 2, potentially. And uh, that, that was about because he's at the top of the World Trade Center in Home Alone 2. And and that was really about all I, I knew about it. And then when I went to my next class, I remember we all stood in the common area there and we watched the news and didn't really understand what was happening at all. And then we went to class and our French teacher wouldn't let us watch the news. She wanted to teach us freaking French like anyone cared about those. The, I mean, I, I eat freedom fries, okay? I didn't need to hear <laughs> about any of those darn Frenchmen at that time all right so we didn't want to hear that and um it, eventually people formed a barricade around the tv with desks and wouldn't let her get to it and then they turned the tv on and we watched the news while we were in our class <laughs> that just was, took control and honestly Mutiny. that's kind of what they did all the time yeah 
I didn't take French in high school um, because I'm American. All right. Because this is America. <laughs> yeah. And this is America. Yeah. So I didn't take no French. All right. I now, uh, um, I didn't learn a sing- not a not a one word. I really didn't. Could you imagine Norm Macdonald doing a, a news on this day? Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, back to you. Like a weekend update kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's. How's it going outside? <laughs> oh, you know, it's no inside. It's, uh, it's, it's really sad, of course, always to watch. It's still crazy. Like you go on YouTube and you watch the videos of everything that happened and uh, you see the, the planes crashing into those giant buildings and them falling and. And then other buildings around them falling magically, and then you see you see all kinds of other stuff that that goes on throughout the rest of the day. Obviously, the Pentagon, the Pennsylvania thing, all this stuff, and and you really didn't realize what was happening that day. But now here we are, 19 years later, and we're still trying to fight the the evil evil doers that did this somehow even though the guy's already dead and most of those people are already dead and i'm really hoping that sometime we'll learn the lesson like the cia said that uh, every time you kill a terrorist two more pop up in their place because they got family members out there so we kind of give the same message every september 11th which last time i was told was in poor taste uh, but this is the most important day to talk about that we're not, it's been 19 years. We're still in the same countries right now. We're still in Afghanistan right now. We're still dealing with the Taliban. Now they are working on a peace deal with the Taliban. Mr. Nobel Peace Prize winner, Donald Trump himself, maybe. Did someday. he win it? No, he didn't win it. Oh, they, they're not going to announce that until right? next year sometime. But, um, you know, that's another thing that there is a peace deal between the Af- Afghani government and the Taliban right now, and they're supposed to be reducing their tensions and all that. And hey, that would be that would be pretty good. And inside of the peace deal is a troop withdrawal once they officially start acting out the peace deal. So, I you know I think that's pretty cool. Not gonna lie, I'm not upset yeah. about that. And we can't forget, uh, you know, three about three thousand Americans did lose their lives mm-hmm. on that day. So that is uh, that's sad. We're against death. Yeah. So it is very sad uh, that that happened, but I'm with you. Um, you know, especially again, we need to get Scott Horton on the show. But you know, all the wars that we've been in since, uh, we've actually lost more American lives uh, fighting in the wars uh, since that day. And um, yeah, I'd just like to see the I'd like to see the troops come home. I like Joe Jorgensen's stance. That, you know, I want to, She wants a really big Switzerland. You know, a very strong national defense that uh, protects our borders and doesn't allow those types of things to happen instead of going around to or having you know 900 bases in 140 countries or whatever it is whatever the number is now um and we you know we got osama bin laden we got a lot of the terrorists um they made a movie about it called uh, team america so <laughs> so i watched that uh, last weekend actually it's uh, a <laughs> yeah. Such a good movie. Right. And, uh, you know, they did puppets so they would disguise, you know, who the people, the real people actually were. <laughs> yeah, of course. So they yeah. did. Right. You didn't want to yeah, have any likeness shown in there. <laughs> so, um, but no, it is, it is a, it's a sad day. It's a day of remembrance. Uh, but then also we can look to the future and how do we, how do we start to mend? Here we are 19 years later. How do we start to mend um, what happened and trying to, bring about a more peaceful situation. And I think after bombing people for 19 years, perhaps we could learn that, you know, bombing people into submission doesn't really make them nice. No, I, I don't know. It doesn't make people hate you less. Right. You know, if the, if the problem was that they hate us because they hate us, then the, then bombing them for 19 years doesn't exactly make them hate us less. I, there could be some other things to do. The people that did it uh, need to be <clears throat> brought to justice, including Saudi Arabia. And we uh, after that is taken care of, well, then justice is served and we need to stop bombing other people while we're over there. You know what I'm saying, man? Okay. Yep. Well, we got through Where Were You? We'll go through the first news headline. It is Dumb Bleep of the Week. 
which is our favorite episode every week, running through the dumbest bleep we saw all week. And man, let me tell you, there were so many dumb bleeps this week. I tried to cut it down. We're going to be going through several. We have seven options today, and I'm not even about to start with one of them. I'm going to go through something else from Governor Karen that I thought was a little bit ridiculous. Oh, she is at it again. And then we'll start running through the dumb bleeps. They were so good, I weeded out three of them because there were freaking 10 of them, and I couldn't get rid of these other ones. So I'm pretty pumped about it. I have to tell it. you, when I was on vacation, we took an Uber uh, ride uh, to the airport to actually pick up a rental car, and uh, we actually got a, a Karen was driving us. The real <laughs> name was Karen. And let me tell you, it the name fits. She was... <laughs> carrying the whole way to the airport it was it was an interesting ride what was she carrying about uber rides oh i forgot to tell you this story this is hilarious real quick so we we stayed in golf shores for the weekend and then we went over to pensacola well on labor day on monday the traffic was crazy and we had it took us an hour to find an uber we finally got one and like the picture of this guy like he looked a little bit older but he looked normal and we went over to the waffle house because that's what you do when you're waiting for an hour. You go over to the Waffle House, and there was a wait at the Waffle House. So anyway, we're sitting outside. What do you do when you're waiting browns. at the Waffle House? You sit outside, and you eat. You did a to-go order. Okay. And so I, we were eating hash browns and stuff and drinking some chocolate milk, waiting on our Uber. And the guy calls me, and he was like, is this Charles? And I was like, hello? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And he's like, you're not at the Waffle House. <laughs> Um, Waffle House? Yeah, we're at the Waffle House. I kid you not, this guy had to be pushing 90. He pulled up and got us. I was scared for my life. A, a normal, like when there's no traffic, it would take about 40-minute drive from Gulf Shores over to Pensacola. This took almost two hours because traffic was horrible. And this guy was so old. And I read his profile. I ended up reading his profile, and I kind of felt bad. But he was a... He was a cancer survivor and he must have had throat cancer or tongue cancer or something because he could not talk well. And the problem was, even on his profile, it says, I love to meet and talk to new people. Mm. And so the whole ride, he's trying to talk to us, asking us where we're from and what we're doing and where we're going. And I'm trying to piece together the few words I can actually understand. And then he actually for he actually uh, he's actually from Hendersonville. So he's close to nashville and so we were talking about that and then 10 minutes later he goes where are you guys from <laughs> and i'm thinking oh my god this guy lost his mind and then about two minutes later he decides that he needs to pull off to go to the liquor store and buy himself a bottle of booze wait he pulled off at the liquor store yes, yes. during your uber and trip on our uber trip pulled off parked his car <laughs> He didn't even put it in park. He left the car in drive, pulled the emergency brake, got out, didn't even tell us what he was doing. We're like, this is, I have no idea what's going on. Went inside the liquor store, came out with a bottle of booze and got in. He's like, are you, are you guys ready? And we're like, ready? Yeah, yeah, we're ready. Please get back on the That's road. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Trip of my life. I almost like, like that more. Than like a normal, respectable Uber driver that wouldn't stop at a liquor store while while you've got them in the car. <laughs> I kind of respect was, the honesty, you know? It was for him. <clears throat> and he was telling us, he's like, this, this is my last ride. <laughs> in the, you know, few words I can understand yeah. what he was saying. But he's basically like, this is my last ride. And after this, I'm I'm going to go drink some booze. I was like, hey, man, enjoy your Labor you Day. Sound, just please get us there. It sounds like the guy from Waterboy. That uh, you just really couldn't understand. Well, he sounds like a couple guys from Waterboy. I was thinking about the guy in the in the overalls that was all the time. He's like, we lived to play, yes. we lived to play another day, you know. And that's how he was talking. <laughs> on, we lived to play another day. Okay. Anyway, we'll start. Okay, that was a good story. I just think yeah, back to that. Good. I think back to that guy in, in Waterboy where he's he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> and he starts laughing. You're like, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, it's kind of that's kind of what he sounded like, but worse. Yeah. Okay. And well, uh, cool. And it's just like reading his profile. He loves to meet new people and talk to them. I'm like, God, you should probably work on not talking to I people. Feel like maybe that was a joke he put in there. <laughs> yeah. Potentially. Okay. I, I put it in my diary. I said our Uber driver joke today about how he liked to talk to people. <laughs> Michigan Governor. Karen Whitmer on Thursday detailed a plan to offer free college to some 625,000 essential coronavirus workers who helped to provide frontline services between April and June. 
All right. Free college to 625,000 essential coronavirus workers. Okay. Future for Frontliners. First announced in April would cover community college tuition for employees without college degrees working in industries ranging from manufacturing to retail, according to new details provided Thursday. This this is a quote. This initiative is Michigan's way of expressing gratitude to essential workers for protecting public health and keeping our state running. Whitmer said in the statement, whether it was stocking shelves, delivering supplies, picking up trash, manufacturing PPE, or providing medical care, you were there for us. She added that the initiative will give essential workers the chance to pursue the degree or training they have been dreaming about to help themselves and their families. Michigan will invest, here's the part, Michigan will invest a total of $24 million through the Governor's Education Emergency Relief Fund, which is part Mm. of the money they received from the CARES Act, which was passed by Congress back in March. Wow. So, so, so we do the CARES Act because we need emergency relief funding for people affected by coronavirus, okay? And this comes from the whole country all puts their money together that's going to be taken from their children later. And then Governor Karen Whitman obviously had more money than she needed because she then took a portion of that money and is going to be paying for free college for people in Michigan. This, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just wondering if that was really part of the plan here, if that was really part of the CARES Act. Of course, they called it the Governor's Education Emergency Relief Fund. GERF. As long as you put that word emergency in yeah. there, then it's fine. It says emergency yeah. in it, so it's good. Right. Anyway, that wasn't even, I just thought that that's kind of ridiculous because basically you just took federal money from the largest bill we've ever had, and now you're using it to pay for college for people, like in your, for in your state for tuition. Yeah. Like, that's crazy, man. And that's because that that's, didn't even make it into the dumb bleep. That's how dumb this bleep is. And then, <clears throat> how many homeless people could they have, you know, housed for that twenty-four million dollars? Probably <laughs> quite a bit. People who lost their jobs or anything else. And, and you know, again, I'm against bailouts. We're against bailouts. But if it's going to happen, and then they abuse the money like this, it just makes it so much. It makes it makes me even angrier that this kind of thing happens. Did you see that story where the the former football player, former NFL football player, got like uh, he was part of like a twenty million dollar uh, uh, PPP scam, no. where they he got approved for I think for like one point eight million dollars uh, the PPP fund, and then he uh, he's um, he got charged with the misuse of the funds because he bought like five hundred thousand dollars worth of Gucci and other stuff, and then took out three hundred something thousand dollars in cash and was like buying luxury items with it and stuff. No, I did not see that. Yeah. Who was it? I did. I don't remember his name, but uh, well, it was crazy. Speaking of people that were formerly famous, Dumb Bleep number one goes to Juicy Smoothier. Oh, he's back. Yeah, he's back. He couldn't hold his wow. tongue any longer. Hmm. This coming from The Blaze. Thanks, Glenn. Dumb Bleep number one. Write this down. Juicy Smoothier says he was set up from the beginning. Claims witnesses saw two white men attack him. Really? I thought this was put to bed. Yeah. Actor Juicy Smullier, or Smullet, <laughs> whatever you want to call him, said that he was set up from the beginning of the investigation uh, into his racist attack claims and claims that there were two witnesses who saw him exact, who saw exactly what he said he saw. The actor made the claims in a rare interview with activist Mark Lamont Hill on Instagram Live on Wednesday. I would say, and again, you know, I have to be careful what I say because I'm still in a court case. Uh, but at the same time, it's out there. There are also two other witnesses who saw white men, so you know, saw exactly what I say that I saw, said Smollett, G.C. Smollier. And of course, they were wearing MAGA hats. MAGA hats? Doesn't say, doesn't say that in here, but... Yeah. <laughs> Quote, these are things that people don't necessarily know because the lies and the things that were not true were yelled from the rooftop. But when the second that something came out that corroborated everything I said, all of a sudden, it was not even a whisper. Hmm. Smollett claimed in 2019 that he was attacked by two white men spewing pro-Trump slogans and homophobic slurs in Chicago. He said that they sprayed him with a fluid-like bleach and forced him to wear a noose. So. <laughs> I just thought it was crazy saying that he, Juicy Smoothie is out there saying that he was set up. He was, yeah. I guess set up is, I guess set up is the new black. 
don't, I don't know. <laughs> Him and Nancy yeah. Pelosi got something working. He's like, well, it worked for Nancy. I guess I can go. I don't. I don't think that's his accent really at all. He's gonna have a French accent probably. But yeah. um, <clears throat> Subway sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got to keep running this. And what the and what the gay community didn't know <laughs> is that we were supporting him with our silence. <laughs> all right, so that's Dumbleep number one, Juicy Smoothie. It's back at it. Dumbleep number two. This is actually this came from a response by the one and only Jason Stapleton, but it was who he, to whom he was responding that was actually getting in the dumb bleep. And I thought Jason Stapleton had a pretty good response to it. Andrew Yang, he says America is thirty third in access to quality education, thirty third in child mortality, and thirty first in clean drinking water. But our stock market is up. Okay, so we're we're thirty third. We're thirty third when it comes to quality education. We're thirty third when it comes to child mortality, and we're thirty first in clean drinking water. But the stock market is up. So Jason Stapleton had a good response to that. Can you remind me again who controls education, healthcare, and the municipal water purification? <laughs> like <laughs> right. those are all government things. Yeah. People think we have a free market healthcare system. That's obviously not true. If you have worked anywhere close to healthcare, there is nothing resembling a free market involved. Or if you in listen that. to this show at all, yeah. or part of the Patreon group where we've done the healthcare series, <laughs> you would understand that as far as free markets are concerned, the healthcare would be one of the fur- furthest away from it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Andrew That's Yang good- gets dumb bleep number two for pointing out how terrible the US was at all of those things while also being someone that wants the government to fix everything. And all of those things are things that the government has been running for quite a long time. So yeah. pretty dumb, man, last time I checked. So, all right, Charlie, you got kind of a tough one here because it's a little hard to read, huh? I don't know. Yeah, if, I'm going to try to blow this up some. Yeah, so the uh, the dumb I... the the uh, the dumb part is the the answer that was allowable on this quiz right here. And if you can't pull it up, I'll read it because I have it over here too. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So this, I'm sure some of you guys saw this screenshot, but it was someone who was taking uh, an online quiz on Inquisitive, I believe is is what that is called. And so they were answering some some econ questions. And I thought that this was, this was pretty amazing what the person said uh, or what the test itself said was not was not correct about this. So the question was increasing true or false, increasing trade between two countries makes everyone in those countries better off. And the thing said, here here's what the thing said, uh no, that's not right. That wasn't the right answer. It said that's not the right answer. Okay, I was actually going to pull this up so everyone could uh could see just how ridiculous here this thing was. I'll put it up here on the screen. Pretty crazy. So the test says, no, that's not right. While the overall world economy is better off when trade between countries increases, individual firms and workers in the same places may find themselves worse off due to increased competition. (laughs) So on the actual thing where it says... Does it make everyone in those countries better off? And he said, true. No, they say the answer is false because it those individual people might be worse off. And the question is, what's your time horizon on that? Uh, because if it's immediately, if it's like when they lose their jobs, you know, right then, is, is that what you're talking about? Well, there are some people that are worse off there for a minute. Sure, sure, that's, that's the case. But... Um, when you look at the overall economy, they actually said it in the first part of their answer when they said it wasn't what, when they right. said it wasn't right. They said it. They said, well, the overall world economy is better off when trade between countries increases. Hey, there's your answer. The overall right. world economy <laughs> is better off when trade between countries increases. Okay. And when the overall economy is better off over the, the time horizon that you should think in, not like the next month, but maybe the next 10, 15, 20, or 100 years, then everyone is better off in some kind of way. No one's better off because we all had to pay more 
money for things that we didn't need to pay more money for. Okay? You're not even really that much better off because then if everyone else is doing the same thing under the same principle, then your money that you're making at that job is entirely off base because you're having to pay way too much money for all the things you're having to buy. So you might think mm -hmm. you're better off because you got this job, but you're actually not because then all the prices and all your stuff is more expensive too. So you're not even actually making more money. You just think you are. Well, and your time frame is the is the best part of it too, is because like, okay, while some individuals may suffer, the long term outlook of all individuals as a whole increasingly goes up. Yeah. So, I mean, just look at the world today. I mean, the people who have the freest economies over time have become the wealthiest nations. It's not not difficult. So those who have free trade um, between other countries, uh, just I mean, look right now, who doesn't have free trade? North Korea, Venezuela, <laughs> like yeah, all the countries that are suffering like mad. Like we, what do we um, want to do when we want to punish a country without bombing them? Sanctions. We f we forbid them from trading with other people. Em embargoes. <laughs> so like, I can't believe more people don't make that point right there. Like, if if yeah. you're better off when you're only getting things from your country, then why are trade embargoes? Why are sanctions such a bad thing for countries? Why is that the thing we jump to? Because it destroys yeah. people's economies. <laughs> okay. It's obvious. You're right. Right. Oh. All right. That's dumb bleep number three. So we'll call that inquisitive. Dumb bleep number three. Dumb bleep number four. This is from Bad Econ Takes. This is a, a quote from another He was tweet. replying, is, yeah. Yeah, he was replying to this, to this guy who made a really bad economic take here. <laughs> This guy says, and I'm quoting this guy's Twitter. I don't know his name because it was blanked out, but it says they should illegalize inflation along with increasing the minimum wage. So the guy wants minimum wage to go up. And so when they do that, they also need to make inflation illegal. Illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Just illegalize inflation, uh, set price control, everything needs to be the same price right now. Everything's locked in at these prices. No more price changes. No inflation. No nothing. And then we'll increase minimum wage. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm hearing myself echo like crazy again. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, it's just inflation is a natural occurrence that happens in uh, economics. There's, there's, not a, there's not much you can do about it. A lot of people have tried, and then a lot of people failed. Ever yeah. all, like all the all the stories you hear of all these countries failing, they tried to illegalize inflation. That is what they tried to do, <laughs> and you cannot do it. You cannot yeah. illegalize inflation. In Venezuela, they just created a new uh, a new uh, currency. Yeah, you know whatever it was. What was it? Rubles that they have or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and they just created one like ultra ruble mm, yeah <laughs> it's like okay. it still doesn't matter the value of that piece of paper is still drastically inflated than what it was before you just have to carry less of it around yeah so good that's so funny it just people don't real like it's not that hard he must have been in aoc's class i guess so same class as her <laughs> uh it's not that hard like when you think about the value of something i have always for some reason used this <clears throat> and I don't know why, but one of the best things to me that you could understand is just imagine something that has a, a small amount of them left, something like that. And I've always gone, I went to like Michael Jordan rookie cards for a bit. I was thinking of rookie cards in, in different, any kind of sports cards you could think of. You could even think sports cars. Maybe you could think uh, 1967 Mustang <clears throat> Shelby GT Eleanor front, you know, fastback, all that stuff. Eleanor from, from gone in 60 seconds. Let's say that there's like 200 of those things left in the world. I don't know how many, there's probably a thousand of them or, or a little more. I'm sure there's 5,000. I don't know who cares. Let's say that there's 5,000 of those and everyone wants themselves a 1967 Shelby GT. Okay. That's, that's what they well, want. You gotta get there first, man. If you ain't first, second's last. And so when everyone wants that, then the value of that nice little fastback car goes up a lot because everyone wants it. And so what happens if all of a sudden you open up one of those Maersk container ships and they're like, oh my 
God, I totally forgot we had an entire container ship full of Shelby GTs in here, 1967. That is crazy. I just found 25,000 more of these. Actually, holy crap, there's another one. I just found 150 million Shelby GTs right here. What happens to the value of the Shelby GT after that? Is it the same? Or what, what do you think happens? It's It, it deflates all the way down mm. to like a dollar <laughs> like that's that's what it goes down to and that's what happens is this uh look i don't want to confuse people but is this supply and demand now you're getting a little too advanced right there charlie okay <laughs> i don't want to start confusing people but yeah. when the, in the next episode we'll start talking about the idea of supply and demand yeah something like that <laughs> so so anyway and now that was technically like you said that is supply and demand for an actual product but if you thought about the the Mustang, or I guess, you know, technically a Shelby is a, is a Shelby. Um, if you thought about that car a, as a value commodity, like a dollar bill would be, then when you introduce a whole bunch more of those and you inflate the number artificially and you don't change the demand for it, then the value of it drops. That's what happens. Same thing happens with money when you inflate the amount of it in circulation relative to the amount of demand for that money. So... Anyway, that's such a, it's so weird how that works, you know, it's just makes illogical sense. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> oh man. Dumb bleep number. So that was dumb bleep number four. It was, uh, I don't remember what we were talking about. I illegal. Bad e-context. Um, illegal inflation. <laughs> oh, it's so dumb, man. Illegalize. Illegalize. Illegalize inflation. <laughs> dumb bleep number four five goes to bernie sanders creeping back in the dumb bleep list don't think He's we forgot back, about baby. you old burn he says <laughs> how pathetic while senate republicans tell us we can't afford to give two thousand dollars a month to the working class during the economic crisis the covid19 relief bill they just released provides 161 million dollars in corporate welfare to the coal industry during the climate emergency <laughs> now at first you're like yeah yeah corporate welfare yeah. is bad and i'm like okay i get that i don't want the i don't want them to be giving all that money out to people either but can we just think about how dumb it is to say oh you can't afford to give all of the working people in the United States of America $2,000 a month throughout the economic crisis, which we... Which is about 161 million Americans. <laughs> $2,000 a month, which is going to come out to trillions and trillions of dollars by the time this crisis is over. We, but, but... You can give $161 million in corporate welfare to the coal industry. Oh, I see. It's like, oh, you told me you couldn't buy me a new house, but oh, you could get that cup of coffee? Okay. I see. You're a liar. All right. I understand Not even now. a cup of coffee these days. Um, because of inflation. A it's not been illegal yet. Aaron said that $161 million comes out to about 50 cents a person. Is what that's in the U.S. over overall, right? And for the working people, that's about a, I guess a cent, a dollar, or a dollar per. Sorry, a, a a dollar a person, um, one time, just just one time, just once, not a month. But instead, each one of those say 161 million, because I think it's like 170 million working people, whatever, uh, getting two thousand dollars every single month. I didn't even crunch the numbers on that, but last time I checked, it's a it's a it's lot. A lot. It's going to be something like what three point two trillion dollars? I don't know. I just I just made that up. I'm just. It's probably something close yeah, to that. Something like that. So anyway, three point two trillion dollars and a hundred and sixty one million dollars are extremely different from each other. Like three point eight six trillion. Whoa! I was way off. Three point eight six trillion. Oh, I didn't carry the for one. That's for one. Yeah. For one year. Okay. I got you. Yeah, a year's worth of $2,000 a month. Yeah, that's going to be quite a lot. It's going to be quite a lot anyway. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Anyway. Dumb so, BS. So dumb bleep number five. I'm trying to put these in the group, sorry, as we go along, because there's quite a few dumb bleeps. Normally, we only do uh, about five, and we got seven of them. Just trying to keep this going. I hope you guys are taking notes on, on what you think. I'm trying to put them in the group here. What was dumb bleep number four? I can't remember anymore. Dumb bleep number four was the bad, e- it was illegalized, illegalized inflation. Oh, I thought I typed that out. Maybe I did. I don't know. Who knows anymore? Dumb bleep number six is from uh, Sleepy Joe Biden. That's what it was. Mm. Sleepy Joe Biden. This guy. This is is fantastic. You guys are just going to love this one. Joe Biden tweets out, "It's It's time we reward work, not just wealth. (laughs) (laughs) What does that even mean? I don't even know what that means. Well, it's... Can you read that so to just me so again? You guys what, know. Was that? Huh? what was that again? Just so everyone everyone in the back can hear you. It's time we reward work, not just wealth. <laughs> <laughs> so in case you guys know, when you work, everybody must be working for peanuts here instead of money. I don't know what you guys are getting on your checks, but it's probably mm-hmm. just a bag full of peanuts that they got from the local uh, steak restaurant, whatever it's called, Logan's. <laughs> Here's a voucher. Go down to your local Logan's. Get you get you a couple handfuls. Thanks for your time today. And uh, you know the wealthy executives—they're the ones who actually get all the money. It's so ridiculous. This one ties into dumb bleep number seven. How like, actually? Can we talk about just the paradoxical situation happening here in that dumb bleep? Like, we need to reward work, <laughs> not just wealth. Well, there's a couple problems. Well, one, like, what's the incentive to garner all the wealth if? you know, if you're not going to reward it. Uh, Number two, how do you get wealth? I mean, to me, it it probably has something to do with your work being rewarded. I bet. (laughs) Probably has something to do with that. Now, there's probably some people who are wealthy who who did not do any kind of work to get there, but that's a small majority of the people in the government, guys. Okay, so... (laughs) It's, uh, you know, it's, no, that's actually a large, large majority. A small majority of the people who are, are worth, say, in the millions and above, I would say, did no work to get there. And then how do you define work? Like, is my, is our trading defined as work? Or is it only people who are working at, at Walmart or, or anything like that? Digging ditches. Digging ditches out there. That's your your go-to work scenario. So yeah. <clears throat> like, did it take work for us to be able to do that? Did it take work for us to be able to build this podcast up to what I do believe I'm running some numbers is the fastest growing libertarian podcast. Okay. I actually do think that we are, I actually do think that we are that right now, but um, I, I got to pull some more. That's in the universe, in the entire universe and all the history yeah. of all the world so much better and people love us i know a lot of people and we talk to them and they're great some people they're not that great okay but these people i like them and more importantly they like me okay and other podcasts are on fire and ours is it's more on fire there's this podcast more flammable this podcast is so much more flammable than other podcasts (laughs) actually we're gonna have to play that now that we're talking about it yeah. Um, let me... No, it's just, you're right, though. This, you know, a, a paradox, an oxymoron uh, sentence type. Um, definitely, can I say moronic? I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a moronic statement, like a lot of things he says. Um, but this whole, um, yeah, how do, the question is, how do you accumulate wealth? And as you mentioned, very few people came from wealth. In fact, um, there are what almost a little over 2000 new millionaires every single day. And you know how most of them became millionaires. They actually worked, they saved their money and they invested it. And by the time they reach retirement age, they they're a millionaire. Yeah. That's, that's how they do it. That's how they've been doing it. That's most of your new millionaires, by the way, they're all because they worked for 40 years, put away a little, a little chunk of change. And, um, and then they invested that and it became worth a million dollars. So now they're millionaires. That's their net worth. I, I don't know, man. You're not making any sense to me. Can you <clears throat> explain it to me like I'm a small child? You just did, Look, actually. 
Nope. Actually, I think he's got it wrong. It's time we reward those who don't work. All right, let's play the wildfires just those who work. (laughs) So good, the wildfires. Oh, man, I'm so glad you showed this to me today. See, again, the forest fires are starting. They're starting again in California. I said, you got to clean your floors. you got to clean your forests. (laughs) Florist. Many, many years of leaves and broken trees, and they're like, like so flammable. You touch them, and it goes up. I've been telling them this now for three years, but they don't want to listen. The environment, the environment. But they have massive fires again in California. Maybe we're just going to have to make them pay for it because they don't listen to it. They mocked us when I said that. You got to clean your floors, just an expression. Clean the floors. And they have many, many years, decades of, of leaves, dry leaves and everything. That's why they have it. There are other places, forest cities. Oh, They're forests. They were developed in forests, and they don't have any problem. With more flammable trees than you have in California. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. I can't even, man. Yeah. Oh, it's just an expression. Uh, just, clean your floors. Just an expression. Just an expression. I guess. Well, are you telling them to clean the forest floors, or are you just making an expression? Like, what are, is that what you're directing them to do? The trees that are they're much more flammable than they have in California. Clean your florist. <laughs> forest cities. And then he just throws in the environment. The environment. And says nothing about the in, it. The environment. <laughs> Get your rake. It's a mess, man. I'm telling you, get your rake. That's a mess. It's so flammable. You just touch it. It goes up. (laughs) So I got to put that on the board. It's a long, it's a long one. It's a minute long, but I mean, God, that is so good. Um, We got to talk about our sponsor for the show real quick before we get to the very last dumb bleep of the week. I guess I guess Trump is gonna have to come in with dumb bleep number seven. I really hope you guys so brought a pen and paper. Okay, <laughs> that's dumb bleep number seven. We will recap what they were uh, in in extra fast time. But we got to tell you guys about. But Charlie, do you want to do it or or do you want me to do it, man? Yeah, let's go for it. You said you're, like you're going to do it, or you want me to? I feel like we <laughs> we're able to do it together. This, All right, this podcast is about friendship and. Um, and friendship guys so. listen if you're going through anything in your life if you feel like maybe you could be a little bit happier than what you are right now is there something in the way of that in some kind of way well you need to actually potentially go talk to someone i'm not saying it's for everyone but some people need to talk to other people all right it's good to go talk to people i've gone to talk to different people before and i know them and i love them and some people they don't go talk to people okay and charlie charlie has two He's got to have someone live streaming in his ear 24-7. That's right. You know? So listen, if there is something that's that's in the way of your happiness, you only get one life to live, okay? Don't waste it. There's an actual way that you could fix this, and I think BetterHelp is one of the best ways to do that. Like Char- yesterday, you mentioned on the show how Skip Bayless, uh, Skip Bayless, right, or yeah, whatever his name yeah. is, he was making fun of uh, Dak Prescott saying that he was having – you know, some mental health issues and he was depressed because his brother committed suicide and, you know, all kinds of people go through all kinds of things in life and life is very difficult. And if you are in some type of mental struggle, or even if you're not, I I still think it's best that you have someone you can talk to about the day in and day out problems, or maybe a trauma that you suffered or something like that, that can help get you through and make sense. And the best thing is to realize that you're not alone. Um, you know, I am perfectly willing to admit that I, uh, I need counseling. I enjoy counseling. I think it's very good to take care of your mental health and realize that you can, you can really get to a a bad dark place, uh, if you are not, um, cautious of that. And, you know, your, your brain can do some crazy things. Yeah. So it's important that you are taking care of not only your physical health, but your mental health. So as Nate said, go to betterhelp.com slash GML. That's better help with a P H E L P betterhelp.com 
slash GML and you'll get uh, 10% off. Uh, I'm actually using BetterHelp myself. And so once a week, I have a nice little phone call with a great counselor um, helping me dive into some things. And I, I really enjoy it. It makes me a better person. So go go sign up. Yeah, There's guys, no reason not to. We want you guys to start living happier today. Okay, you guys, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash GML. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash GML. Okay, it is time for... On to dumb bleep number eight. It seems like now. such a... Everyone's already voting for number seven for, for Trump. For Trump. But but this one's pretty good. I, this one's going to be pretty close. This was more of a a like boom mic drop moment from one of my yeah. favorite people in the world. That it was I a just, dumb bleep and then a mic drop. I almost jumped. I, I almost just jumped and ran out of my house and ran around my house 10 times naked because I was so happy when I read that tweet. <laughs> I was so happy about it. Which usually you only run around your house nine times naked. I know. So, so this was I almost did it 10 times. It was it was a little bit over 10 percent better than than right. than normal. So yeah. anyway. So Robert Reich or Reich, whatever you want to say, it's probably German. The Robert Reich. <laughs> <laughs> he tweets out and says Tesla forced all workers to take a 10% pay cut from mid-April until July. In the same period, Tesla stock skyrocketed and CEO Elon Musk's net worth quadrupled from 25 billion to over 100 billion. Musk is a modern day robber baron. <laughs> now, I'm wondering if they required everybody to take a 10% pay cut. And I think I've seen that before where companies, if they're struggling rather than, you know, furloughing or getting rid of people, they ask everyone to share in uh, the reduction that they need so everybody can keep their job um, and then hopefully go back to normal, which is what it looks like they did. So from mid-April till July. So Musk is a modern day robber baron. And what's cool is Musk actually saw this tweet. <laughs> so Elon Musk replies and goes, all Tesla workers also get stock. So their compensation increased proportionately. You are a modern day moron. <laughs> yes. And then I wish he would have said after that, he, I wish he would have said, ah, Tesla stock is overvalued in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need a, we need a mic drop of the week episode yeah. that we do. Oh man, you are a modern day moron. Yeah. So these kinds of things, you know, this is right down the old Bernie Sanders thing. Now, Robert Reich or Reich or whatever, he was an economic advisor for Bill Clinton, I believe, and he went to Oxford University and all kinds of things that have nothing to do with whether or not you understand how uh, actual economics works if you just judge by history and things that have happened throughout the past and things that continue to happen. When he says that he forced all the workers to take a 10% pay cut from mid-April until July, <clears throat> well, was that during the lockdown? Weird. Was that while they weren't able to produce anything? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird that they took a 10% pay cut instead of getting fired. Okay, sorry. I had to yell it, but I didn't want to clip the microphone. Yeah. Uh, and then they just eventually said, you know what, California, we're going to start building cars. And if you want to send the cops over here, then send the cops over here, which, uh, of course, made me like him even more. He said Tesla stock skyrocketed. CEO's net worth quadrupled from $25 billion to over $100 billion. Now, of course, no one's paying attention to the fact that their stock has uh, had a bit of a dip. By a bit of a dip, I mean like 30% since that happened. And the dude's lost like $30 billion or probably between $20 and $30 billion during that time. Now, he hasn't actually made or lost any of that because if he still owns a stock, then he hasn't realized any gains or losses. So there's another moot point. And then the other thing, on the side of that, Tesla, as a company, they just turned their first annual profit ever as a company. They are still in the negative as a company. They are not in the profit as a company. They have only lost money. That is all they've done. So their value is determined by what people are willing to pay for their stock, for ownership of their company. It is not determined by how much profit they have made, which is how they pay their workers. And then the other part of that, like Tesla, like Elon Musk said, their workers get stock as compensation. So their compensation also increased by the same amount over that amount of time. And that's something that people who only think a day at a time or a week at a time don't really pay attention to. But a lot of those Amazon workers would have been a lot better off 
if they would have kept their stock options, their stock bonuses at the end of the year, instead of forcing in that $15 minimum wage and then losing the stock options afterwards. Because people tend to only think uh, a few days ahead or a few weeks ahead, and they don't think a few years ahead or a few decades ahead. And so I just thought that was a pretty darn good mic drop. So, and the dumb, fantastic. And, and a hell of a dumb tweet. So, <laughs> so that was technically dumb bleep number eight. Good Lord. All right. All right. Recap real quick so they can get their votes in. All right. Let's run through these real quick. Dumb bleep number one was Juicy Smoothie being set up from the beginning. Dumb bleep number two was Andrew Yang. The government does all of these things worse than 32 other governments. We need the government to fix this. That was Andrew Yang. Dumb bleep number three is inquisitive for trade gets better for the the, the economic environment for the entire world gets better. But uh, when we have trade, not everyone gets better <laughs> for inquisitive. <laughs> uh, dumb bleep number four was we should make inflation illegal. I think it's better if you just say illegalize. Oh, sorry. Illegalize. <laughs> Ill illegalize. Illegalize. <laughs> Dumb bleep number yeah. five was <laughs> give everyone $2,000 a month, 170 million people $2,000 a month, since you can afford to give uh, some companies a total of $161 million because those numbers add up perfectly. That was dumb bleep number five. Dumb bleep number six, Joe Biden, it's time to reward work, not just wealth. Uh, leaving out how you actually get wealth. Probably came from some work. Anyway, dumb bleep number seven was Trump. Um, what are what are the best quotes from that? It's so flammable. Clean your you floors. Just, you just touch it. Clean your floors. Clean from, your floors. Clean, clean your florist. Clean your florist <laughs> from Trump. Uh, the environment. And there are forest cities that have <laughs> way more flammable trees that are in California. <laughs> 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 <he> talk, no. <laughs> I'm going to see the data on this. Okay, right. I want to see. Now, I'm not saying there aren't some trees that would burn better. Obviously, some trees are going to carry more moisture, more sap, all that kind of stuff. And some are going to be a little bit more dry, of course. Yeah. But I don't I need to know what the forest city is. Uh, that way we can talk about whether or not there are, in fact, forest cities with more flammable trees than what you will find in California. <laughs> and dumb bleep number eight was Robert Reich um, talking about how. Tesla workers, instead of being fired, took a 10% pay cut for two months. And then all the stock options that they were receiving uh, quadrupled during that time. <laughs> so, and then the mic drop by Elon Musk. So let's see what the uh, votes are. All right, y'all are getting your votes in. Um, uh, Nipples McCoy, Aaron. <laughs> <Nipples>. <laughs> That's what we used to call him. <laughs> Uh, he, uh, diamond cutters diamond cutters um <laughs> he sent us some breaking news where trump has just uh brokered apparently brokered a um a peace deal between israel and bahrain wow so this is a tweet uh, another historic breakthrough today our two great friends israel and the kingdom of bahrain agree to a peace deal the second arab country to make peace with israel in 30 days so trump is he's going for that peace prize it's Nobel Peace Prize. Nobel. He wants that Nobel laureate. That's a, that's a, I can just imagine him later on in life. I'm a Nobel laureate. You know, what yeah. can I say? A lot of people, they also were nominated and they didn't win. You know, I won it. They didn't win it because I won it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's what I do. I just, I win things and, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I can just imagine him going and talking about that later. No, that's really awesome news. Um, yeah. I hope all of this. Hey, the more peace, the better. I hope all of this is real. And guys, whether you're libertarian or not, you gotta give you gotta give Trump a little bit of credit for this when he talks about being a negotiator and being able to get some kind of deals done. I'm I'm more than happy to have a, a person who dumb tweets things or talks about florist fires. Um, that's going to go out there and create peace in the Middle East. We just talked about the deal between the Afghanistan government and the Taliban. They brokered a deal between Israel and UAE, and now Bahrain 
joining in the same deal. That's pretty darn good news. So what do we got here? Fantastic <clears throat> news. We got a uh, florist fires, florist fires. Uh, we got a vote for number three, and uh, which was the inquisitive uh, trade is not good. Number four, which was illegalize the inflation. <clears throat> and then florist fires, florist fire. Yeah, so it's going to be Trump running away. The, uh, a, a late, you know, a, a late horse, dark horse candidate here. Just a late popped right to in, the team. You know, it's uh, that's what Trump does. He wins. Okay. Even dumb bleep of the week. That's gonna it's gonna make for a less enthusiastic article on our Facebook page from our followers when I post that Donald Trump wins dumb bleep of the week. But uh, overall, I agree with everyone. That was some of the dumbest bleep I've heard. It was actually and hilarious. You know, it was a funny bleep for sure. A really funny bleep. Now I I do know that I do believe. Do they call the the ground in the forest the the floor? Is that correct? Like, that's something he's heard offhand somewhere before, right? And then he was like, wait, that can't be right. Well, it's just an expression, Nate. It's an expression? Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Just an expression. Anyway, just an expression. All right, guys. If you're interested in learning how to day trade, had a couple crazy ones today. And you know what? I'm actually still in on Tesla right now, which is... Uh, still going pretty well. I was long on it. I took my profit and then I went short on it and I'm in the profit on that too. So that that's going pretty well so far. If you guys are interested in learning how uh, we come up with the strategies, how we pick the stonks that we're going to be trading every single day, then go to mastermystonks.com. You can, for this month only, and I promise it is for this month only because I put a gall darn expiration date on that thing. Okay, for this month only because it's Charlie's birthday month. Charlie's turning 20, so we did 20 stonk as the promo code. <laughs> you type in, when you go to pay, you type in 20 stonk, and you get 20% off for two months in the class. And that's a pretty darn good deal. You can watch us trade live every day. Uh, the the live stuff has been, you know, the couple last couple of weeks when the market's been kind of shaky. Honestly, I've been exercising a lot of patience and not trading that much because you don't need to force it. You got to learn that psychology is the most important part of trading. Anyone can learn to look at a price that's been hit several times and hit a button when it hits that price again. But actually managing trades, that's okay. Managing your brain, that is a whole nother thing. Okay, we need to add this into betterhelp.com slash GML. I think is what we need to do is add in trade management. So anyway, if you guys are interested in learning how to day trade, there are new opportunities every single day. So go to mastermytrades.com or mastermystonks.com, whichever one, use the promo code 20STONK for 20% off for two months. And as I mentioned before, go to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty if you guys want to get in on the live group, joke around with us, and then also be able to vote for Dumb Believe the Week when we do that every single Friday when we want to, then go to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. It only costs you five measly bucks a month, and all that money goes directly in to helping grow the show. I mean, we... We spend more than we take in so far, but, um, you know, the show's growing like crazy. So you guys are helping do that by supporting everything that we're doing. So to get this message out to more people, to change the tide from having two old white men running for president who can't put sentences together, (laughs) you need to support liberty, support the liberty cause, support what you believe in, put your money where your mouse is, your mouse clicker. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and hit that subscribe button on Patreon for just five bucks a month, or there's other tiers. We offer special perks. Nate uh, had some people on the show that were part of a, a certain tier, so that was a pretty cool perk. Um, so there's all kinds of cool things. If you go to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty, get signed up, and then please continue to share the show with a friend, with an enemy, with your communist uncle. Share it with Robert Reich if you want to, or Elon Musk. Maybe we'll get him on the show one day. Um, everybody tweet Elon and tell him to come on the show and, Mm. and, uh, so continue to share it. Then leave us that rating and review. If you do all of that, and I mean all of it, then we'll be back again on Monday. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning Liberty. You just got to play something though. At the end of it, there's just, there, how do you not? 
COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, when you think about it, more lives this year than any other year for the past 100 years.